Welcome to the podcast for North Decatur Presbyterian Church. We are a Presbyterian USA congregation located in Decatur, Georgia. You can find out more information about the church, our service to the community, and our great education programs for children, youth, and adults at ndpc.org. And you can follow us on Facebook. If you're in the Atlanta area, we hope you'll come and join us in person. That's it. On to this week's scripture and sermon. It's getting a bit dark in here, which is probably good given the story that we are about to hear. This is a story from Genesis, from the 32nd chapter, beginning in verse 22. This is the best story ever. Listen for the word of God. Jacob got up during the night. He took his family and crossed the Jabbok River's shallow water. But Jacob stayed apart by himself. And a man wrestled with him until dawn broke. When the man saw that he couldn't defeat Jacob, he grabbed Jacob's thigh and tore a muscle in Jacob's thigh as he wrestled with him. The man said, let me go because the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me. He said to Jacob, what's your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name won't be Jacob any longer, but Israel, because you struggled with God and with men and won. Jacob also asked and said, tell me your name. But he said, why do you ask for my name? And he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel, because I've seen God face to face, and my life has been saved. This is the best story ever, the word of God for you, the people of God. We say thanks be to God. This is a story about a fight at night. This fight is the key event in Jacob's whole life. So what do you need to know to understand this story? Well, first, you need to know about Jacob. Jacob has lived away from home for two decades. Most of them he lived under forced servitude to his father-in-law. Now, before you go feeling bad for Jacob... Know that Jacob left home in the first place because he was running for his life. He was running from his own brother whom Jacob had lied to, cheated, and from whom Jacob had stolen their father's blessing on his deathbed. So now Jacob is coming back, and he's coming back to meet up with his brother Esau. Imagine you were guilty of that kind of betrayal. 
Something is pulling Jacob back to the person that he betrayed. Jacob has no idea what's going to happen to him when he meets his brother Esau. He doesn't know if Esau will receive him with open arms or will kill him with his bare hands. And Jacob has already sent along a good portion of his livestock ahead as a bribe to his brother Esau, and then he divided his family and belongings into multiple parties so that if Esau caught some of them and killed them, at least he wouldn't kill all of them. Jacob is a cunning man. So Jacob stops at a stream crossing all alone. And at night, Jacob is attacked. And the story doesn't describe it in great detail. You've got to imagine this fight in your mind. Two figures rolling in the dirt, lunging and hitting and choking and spitting, neither one giving up. And then finally, near daybreak, Jacob grabs the stranger in some kind of hold, and the stranger, who is desperate to flee before the light of day comes, commands Jacob to release him. Jacob says, give me a blessing and I'll let you go. The stranger blesses Jacob and gives him a name, Israel, one who wrestles with God. That name, God Wrestler, suggests that this story might be a metaphor for faith, right? Wrestling, a mysterious being in the dark of night who you can't see and you don't know their name, a wrestling that leads to a blessing and a new identity. That sounds a bit like my own experience of coming to believe in God. You know every reason there is not to believe in God. God's existence defies the laws of nature and of science. Jesus is every bit as unbelievable. People don't heal other people with their touch or or make food appear out of nowhere for 5,000 folks. They definitely don't walk out of a tomb after they've been dead for three days. And even if you do believe in God, it's hard. It's hard to believe in the God of Scripture. Where is God in this world of suffering that we share right now? Where is God's justice so long ago promised and so long delayed? You and I have wrestled with the existence of God, and you have also felt God wrestling back, relentlessly holding you, calling you toward all of the good things, beauty and humility, community and mercy. These stories that we hear week after week from the scriptures are so rich and they are so true in the best sense of that word true that they leave you full of faith and hope and love even in spite of yourself. They hold on to you. Even like Jacob, you might be hobbled in your wrestling with God hobbled by your commitment to the church, hobbled by your commitments to social justice, hobbled by your commitment to prayer, hobbled by your commitment to doing what is right day in, day out. All of it is impractical, and much of it costs you. 
Life and God is a wrestling match. So how good is it that the Bible has this story of a very, very flawed human being who struggles with God, but does it so bravely that he wins God's blessing? As if to say that a faith that does not wrestle is no faith at all. Now, there is another way to read this story about the fight at night. You know, there's always another way to read the story, every one of these stories. Listen to this. Nowhere in the story is this stranger with whom Jacob fights called anything other than a man. The man does bless Jacob, but any of us can bless any other person at any time. You don't have to be God to offer a blessing. Remember, it's Jacob who names the site of this fight Peniel, meaning I have seen the face of God and my life is preserved. Jacob will also say he sees God's face, though, in his brother Esau. So why take Jacob's word that this is God? Why take Jacob's word for anything, honestly? Nowhere are human beings in the scriptures required to wrestle blessings from God. The whole idea of grace The whole idea of mercy is that God blesses us as God chooses. We don't have to earn it. We can't earn that blessing. God's blessing is given because that's who God is and that's what God does. So maybe this is not God whom Jacob is wrestling. Could be a thief, a robber, someone who wants to take Jacob's livestock or take his family Take his life. If you prefer the metaphorical route, maybe Jacob's fight on that night is with evil spirits. Is Jacob wrestling with his fear of Esau? Is Jacob wrestling with his own selfish character? Is Jacob finally wrestling with the demons of shame and guilt that have haunted his life every day since he stole his brother's blessing 20 years ago. I mean, maybe this fight is what it finally feels like to admit that you are accountable for who you are and what you have done or left undone. We do know that Jacob found the strength to wrestle all night long. He wrestled the whole night without ever yielding to his opponent. And we also know that prepositions like with are ambiguous. Wrestle with God. Maybe maybe Jacob had the strength to fight these demons all night because he was not wrestling against God, but God was wrestling with Jacob. God was on his side. These stories, these amazing stories, are spacious enough to have many meanings at the same time. And sometimes these meanings reveal themselves to us at different stages in our own lives. When I was a skinny little teenager growing up in a football crazy town and deeply insecure about my lack of manliness, I loved the idea that my faith 
my intellectual, curious, critical faith that skewed in the direction of complexity and and embraced paradox. I love that that could be an expression of vigorous manhood. As a teenager and young adult, overcoming all the obstacles to faith, to finally call myself a person of faith, a person who believed in God. I love the idea that, 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 that I could wrestle against God and receive a blessing in return. But at some point in my life, and, and I can't tell you exactly when it was, at some point I let go of that adversarial posture. I stopped wrestling with God, and I began to see the many ways that God is in the struggle with me. You know, evil confronts us every day. I wish it didn't, but it does. Sometimes it's the evil we face mostly on our own, our own illness or pain our grief, our depression, broken relationships of our lives, our guilt and our shame. Sometimes the evil that we wrestle with is the evil that enters in our lives through the social reality that we share, the evil of racism, of wealth inequality between human beings, of sexism and homophobia. I used to feel like I was wrestling these evils all by myself or even wrestling against God and evil. And now I am much more inclined to look at these struggles and see the ways that God is with me, with you, with all of us down in the dirt, giving us the energy to keep fighting all night until the day breaks. I don't ever want any of you to lose the critical dimension of your faith. Don't lose that critical spirit. Always test God and test the spirits. That's part of our faith. But but temper that testing with openness and amazement and a wide-eyed wondering at all the miracles around you, miracles of survival, strength, and courage, and miracles of grace and mercy that are enfleshed around us every day. Don't don't confuse the struggles to understand God with your struggle to overcome evil in the world. Life is a struggle, and faith is a struggle, but God is with us in that struggle. I want to close today by acknowledging one other truth from this story. It's that all of us, like Jacob, are wounded. But we also are blessed. My prayer for you is that when the night falls in your life, when you are in the fight of your life, that you will remember that God loves you and that God is with you and that you, like Jacob, 
my greet the dawn after the fight is done and say, I have struggled with God and I have prevailed. This is the best story ever. Let the people say, Amen.